Stories of Communism 34, Cuba's New Colony. Welcome to Stories of Communism, the podcast where we discuss what life is really like for those unfortunate enough to live under communist or socialist governments. Recording from the suburbs of Portland, Oregon, this is Eric Seligman, your co-host, along with Manuel Castaneda. Today we'll be interviewing two Venezuelan refugees, Dory and Maria, about their nation's fall from the richest to one of the poorest nations in South America. As you'll hear, the empty promises of socialism in their nation have led to widespread misery, and their leaders have effectively handed over much of the government apparatus to Cuban so-called advisors. Let's go on to the interview. Senator, how long have you guys been in the U.S., uh, Dory and uh, Maria, and, and how long did you live in Venezuela before that? Well, I came here in 2011. No, I was born and raised in, in Venezuela, and I um, I was there when all this um, regime began, when we were in um, Cuban under Cuban Revolution, that began 1997 when Chavez took the office. Yeah, I I was also born and raised in Venezuela. Uh, I came here uh, last year, no, in uh, 2019, and I, I just couldn't go back because of the the, the, the COVID. And now I, uh, I I have one year and and one month here. Wow! So so if you just came back, or just came here? Yeah, I just came back from. Uh, Yes, I came here in 2019, uh, December, December 13, 19, uh, the, uh, sorry, 2019. So, so how was life in Venezuela, or how was it in, in 2019, and, and how did it compare to past years or when you grew up? Or what, what's been happening there? Well, Dory, uh, you or... No, you well, uh, we were like um, Venezuela was the oldest democracy in Latin America. Uh, we never thought, not even in our wildest dream, we thought we were going to be like we all. We have this saying in Venezuela: "Nosotros nunca seremos como Cuba." That means we are never going to be like Cuba, and see what happens. Uh, the false promise of justice and, uh, um, I mean, the only thing about communism is that they, they, uh, they do, is the equal distribution of poverty and misery. And, well, that's the, uh, the, the truth behind those beautiful words of justice and, uh, you know, for everyone and, and, and wealthy for everyone. Uh, that, that's absolutely a lie. But you, you asked me how was life in Venezuela. Well, I was uh, I, I grew up in a middle class family in Venezuela. We had the the, the biggest and the uh, more consolidated uh, uh, middle class in Latin America. We had uh, a very uh, big uh, um, uh, how do you say? Um, Economy that's going yes. to yeah, but we have a, a very uh, a lot of people went to the university in Venezuela. Mm-hmm. We have good uh, education in Venezuela. We used to have good education in Venezuela. 
Uh, you can see it now wherever it, it's a, a, a Venezuelan professional. It's very uh, uh, well uh, seen because and recognized because we had a very uh, good education. Uh, 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 and um, uh, how do you say um, an average family could go like once or twice a year out of the country for holidays. Uh, we could uh, we could also go inside the country uh, like two or three times also a year. Um, we could buy cars. Uh, the average was uh, two cars per family. Uh, I mean, we were a very uh, very rich nation with a promising future and. Uh, uh, just like that, just in 20 years, it only took 20 years to turn out into the poorest and the most dangerous uh, country in the continent. How did things change after Chavez came in in the 90s? Uh, well, uh, first of all, uh, they, um, uh, they uh, how do you say, they centralized all the, con- the, 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 the power in just one person, you know, there was no independency between the institutions of, of, of the government, okay? The, the Department of Justice in Venezuela responded to, directly to Hugo Chavez and also the army and also the economy, uh, uh, the, the ministry. All the instances uh, responded to Hugo Chavez, so there was no uh, independency, so uh, the, he started to, uh, to control everything, every aspect in the lives of all Venezuelans. And he could he could do that at, at the very beginning because he was so popular and people you know, the thing with the populism and the socialism and the communism is that people believe in those beautiful and sweet words. And, uh, you know, the human beings uh, are very weak when everything is, you know, for free. <laughs> and uh, I don't know anyone in the world who resists uh, the, uh, the, the gift of, of the socialism and the communism. That's why it was so easy for him uh, uh, to, to, you know, to destroy all the, the institutionality in Venezuela. So, so do you think uh, a lot of the people that supported Chavez first, do you think they regret it now? Absolutely. Absolutely. They, the, I mean, the, the, the popularity of the regime is like... Uh, Less than five percent. They, uh, but now we are trapped because we don't have uh, support from the army. We don't have support from the the justice department. We don't have support of the police. We don't have support anywhere. That's why we were very. Uh, we we were. Uh, I mean, we had hope uh, in the government of the United States to take uh, some action. In Venezuela, because that that I mean that's not uh, that's not even a socialist or a communist government. This is just the organized crime that took by assault our nation. 
they are not uh, a government, I mean, they are not socialists really. They just use that speech to seduce the people. But they are not. They are just vulgar criminals uh, dealing with drugs and trafficking with gold and uh, mines. And, uh, you know, that, that's the biggest lie that you can ever hear, hear listen, is that they are socialists. They are not really socialists. They're just yeah. criminals uh, that are trafficking, not only with their natural resources, but also with the, 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 with the people human trafficking, we have uh, uh, information about trafficking uh, children and trafficking uh, with, uh, with women. And, you know, it's terrible. It's like the, I mean, no, no, it's a, no law in Venezuela. So I just wanted to get back to your, your comment that it's not really socialism, because I think some of the policies that uh, the current government used to assert control pretty much are solidly socialist, right? In, in particular, they've taken over private companies, right, and forced them to hire government-improved managers, you know, and employees at all the levels. Like, have you seen any of that mm -hmm. directly? Absolutely, absolutely, and not even that. They, they don't force uh, the, I mean, the private at, at the beginning, but they just take it, and they don't pay for that. You know, when they, uh, no, I mean, in socialism or communism, the, the the biggest lie, the second biggest lie, is that nothing is for free. There is always someone who's paying the bills, and it usually are uh, the. Um, the private uh, companies and the businessmen, the business mm -hmm. people. There is nothing for free. That's a lie. Someone yeah. has to pay always the bill. And usually it's the, you know, the private companies and the people mm -hmm. that make a country great and, 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 and the people that produce mm -hmm. the wealth. The, the, you know? the, product, the productive people are the ones that are paying for Absolutely. Absolutely. And, uh, but Yes. So my understanding of socialism when is that people usually support socialism because they believe the government can do things better than individuals. So somehow the people in Venezuela, enough people agree with that. And where do you live now? Where do you guys live now? Do you ladies live? I'm here at Port St. Lucie, Florida. And Florida. that was, okay. uh, yeah, but uh, at the very beginning, yes, there was a huge support of the people to uh, Hugo Chavez uh, and at the very beginning of, of Nicolas Maduro, maybe. But the thing is that now the, the, you have your people eating from the garbage, mm -hmm. you know, uh, with no electricity. I mean, we are we have the biggest reserves of petroleum in the world, and we don't have gasoline. Can you believe that? And, and people can't even use their cars. We have electric cars like for 12 hours a day, in a day, okay, mm. every day. We don't have regular, we don't have water. The hospitals are not working. No medicine. No medicine. You, you know how much uh, gets a, a doctor 
uh, monthly, they receive like $9. Who can live with that? So now they have no support. They lost it because do they, of the... Do they, are they getting help? Is the government of um, Venezuela getting help from uh, the Cuban regime? No, we are not receiving help from the Cuban regime. We are invaded by the Cubans. The Cubans uh, have taken uh, place in the very crucial uh, positions in our government. And they are taking our resources and our money and the gold and the oil and the, uh, everything. And when we, we have to, to buy gasoline to Iran or, uh, and uh, we have to give, the government give gasoline that is supposed to go to Venezuela and goes also go to Cuba. Uh, they are not helping at all at anything. Wow. I mean, and, and they have penetrated also all the the, the army. Uh, the Justice Department is filled with Cubans, with people so, from the Secret Service of Cuba. So, uh, what do you what do you think about the last elections here in the United States? Oh, well, it's like a movie that I, it's like a movie that I'm uh, yeah, yeah, I saw that movie. Yeah. I saw Smartmatic's machine yes. before. Yeah. I know Smartmatic's machine very well. I and know. I know that they are very tricky too. Yeah, and I know that you uh, are watching the news and you see that your candidate is like two, three, five, ten millions uh, uh, over the the other candidate, and you when when you wake up in the morning, it's just absolutely all the way. Uh, I mean, it's uh, that's what I have to say. I mean, I, I I've been uh, I've been uh, telling all my friends here in the United States that the the signals that I'm seeing now is very 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 uh, dangerous because. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, like, I think, there's yeah. people from Venezuela and Cuba here at the, uh, in Florida, in New York, in Washington, and they are just like, you know, this is a, a free country, and they are, you know, attacking uh, this this country. That's what I say. Let's not rat hole in the U.S. politics, but I think one one thing I really do want to emphasize here is what are the policies of the Venezuelan government that our new U.S. government might be trying to emulate, right? Because a bunch of the people we just elected were openly praising uh, Hugo Chavez and Maduro, you know, only 10 or so years ago. And, and that's what's really scary. What I have to say about that is that maybe is, uh, well, there is nothing to emulate from the Venezuelan government at all. Nothing, nothing, absolutely nothing. <laughs> uh, but, I think one thing one thing that is really important is that I mean we are your closest neighbor okay and you are along all, uh, along history you have been paying attention to the middle east like <laughs> when you have here at your backyard you have the enemy because now at this very moment in uh, there, are, there is 25 training camps of Hezbollah, ISIS, Al-Qaeda, Camorra from Italy, ETA from Spain, and they are 
all over the country training. We have a straight flight from Caracas to Tehran, okay? And it's not for tourism, okay? Mm -hmm. they are, we have uranium. We have uranium in Venezuela. We have coltan. We have everything to put in danger all the continent and the peace in this uh, amazing country. And for this uh, misinformation, I mean, a, a regular American, they don't even know where Venezuela is located in the map. You put a map in and they don't know where is Venezuela. And we are like just in a commercial flight, you can be from Caracas to Miami, like in two hours and a half, three hours. Okay? Can you? So try to figure out how, how to imagine a, a, a missile or, a, a, you know, and, and, uh, uh, from Venezuela to, to the United States. And, or to uh, one, from one of our, you know that we have islands in the Caribbean too. Yes. And, and the thing is that we, Amer the Americans need to pay more, put more attention in your own continent because uh, you are so concerned about and so worried about the Middle East and they, what they, is <laughs> really, uh, it's not difficult. They just came here to the continent through Venezuela. Americans just don't oh, no. get it. Mm -hmm. President Trump tried really hard to put more attention in Venezuela. But, you know, in my opinion, uh, his advisors in uh, international and Latin American policy were really very, 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 very bad, to say the least. So now that that we have uh, the situation we have in Venezuela, and you guys are, uh, you know, we have a lot of Venezuelans now in Florida and here in the States. Do you think... Uh, many of them are trying to change things back in Venezuela or you think they're just going to stay here and say forget about that we don't care what happens down there well that's not my case uh, uh, and that's a lot of of, uh, of our case you know we we, wanna... we all have homesick mm. we all suffer for our country and we want to go back that's what we... the democracy because it's some you know these last elections in the United States, I, I, I told all my friends, was not the election for the Americans, was the election for the world, for the peace all over the world, because communism and socialism are gaining uh, um, mm -hmm. popularity. You know, the mm -hmm. uh, gaining space and. Yeah. Uh, uh, we all want to go back to our country. We have a very beautiful country. Our country is uh, amazing. We have all our families and friends there. So uh, I, I have a Venezuelan friend who told me, but now, you know, maybe you can stay here like, with no problem. And I told him, but I don't want to stay here. I want to go back to my country. What were you doing in Venezuela before both of you? What were you guys? What were you both of you doing in Venezuela before coming here? Well, I am uh, an, uh, a cultural officer. Mm -hmm. uh, I was in the cultural field, and I was the uh, like the secretary, the cultural secretary of my city, and. Okay. Um, 
I also I am in politics. Okay, I have mm-hmm. been working in public policies, in cultural public policy, and also in politics. Um, I um, hopefully if eventually democracy returns to my country, I hope to be a candidate for to be a governor or mayor of my city. Okay, that's and... what I was doing. And I sell. I I I am a uh, art dealer also. That's what I was doing for a living. And what about you? Um, I'm an attorney back home. Um, I work for the judicial system until the president of the judicial system back there found out that I, I was against the regime. That um, we had a lot of um um events. We were um, using our signatures against the regime, against Chavez, because we we, want, we wanted to live in democracy. I grew up in democracy. I went to college in democracy. I went to law school in democracy. And then for me, it was um, um, a, a huge change to live in, in that regime, okay? It's terrible. I can tell you guys how bad it is that I had to flee my country. I had to flee Venezuela because of that, okay? So, um, well, after they me out of the judicial circuit, I started uh, working uh, for the bank, uh, legal office of the bank, until Chavez took over the bank. Now, the bank in Venezuela belongs to the government and our socialist bank. Can you believe that? <laughs> <laughs> A socialist bank? Huh? <laughs> <laughs> so um, then, then in 2011, I said, you know what? I can't. I can't live here. It's impossible. I love my country, you know. My roots are here. Dad was a doctor. Mom is a nurse. Okay, well, I was born in the state where the Andes Mountains begin. They begin in Venezuela, and they go all the way down to Argentina. Yes. So um, I went to the second um, best law school in my country where we were free. And, and, and I met Maria Teresa, and uh, we, we started two years of law school together. And can you believe that I had to, go, I had to come to this amazing country bare hands? I had to leave everything back home because I couldn't take a penny of my money because the government didn't let me buy not even a dollar. Venezuelan people, we can't go to a bank and buy foreign money, no US dollars, no gens, Japanese gens, no euros, no nothing, okay? I couldn't even, I have a, um, a condo back home. I couldn't even send my, sell my condo. I couldn't do anything, okay? And voila, here I am in this wonderful country, living my life again, okay? And it started from zero. So that's why when a person tells me that they can't work in this country, <laughs> they can't do anything, oh, my God. I have a story to tell them, you know. <laughs> and listen, guys, I didn't, I didn't come to this country. I was 
17 or 20 or 25 years old. I came to this country when I was 40 years old, okay? And it's not the same coming to America when you are a teenager, okay, than when you are in your 40s. And God bless America, my home sweet home. Here I am, giving the best of me to this country now. So what do you what what advice do you give um the other people that are listening today and also other Latin Americans because for some reason it seems like Latin Americans tend to uh fall for um socialism a lot. Yes, and uh, I have um heard and I have seen that lately, okay, that that is a tendency. That is a tendency, and by the way, I had some uh, Venezuelan friends that um, they just came last December from Argentina. They left Venezuela, they went to Argentina, and they had to come here looking for freedom and looking for democracy because Argentina is also in the same path of Venezuela. Yes, I can tell these people that we are here for a reason in America, okay? We are here because we are looking for freedom. That socialist communism or, you know, whatever you want to call that regime that these guys want to um, put us in is awful, is terrible, is not the best way how you want to live your life, okay? Not in that regime. And um, I say to people the following, because sometimes, you know, that they, they don't believe you. You say things, you know, I can tell you, I can be with you guys here for hours and hours and hours, remembering all the things that I have to leave in my country. I'm telling you all how terrified I was, okay? When I was a judge and when I knew that they were looking for me because um, they knew that I was against Chavez and they wanted me to rule something that I was against what I learned and what I was taught in law school, okay? So it's terrible. It's terrible. But what I say to people is, why don't you go to Cuba for a week, okay, and live in Cuba for a week? Why don't you go to Venezuela for a week? Okay, so you can leave that in your own skin, and then we can have a conversation. Because as I told you, and I'm repeating myself, I can tell people a lot of things, but, you know, even if they are so stupid that they want the same regime, go to Venezuela, go to Cuba, and, and see that with your own eyes, okay? And see if that is what you want for you, for your family, for your kids, okay? That kind of life. And, and definitely America is my home sweet home, as I told you. But if you love this country, at least you love your family, right? Uh, if you have kids, you, you love your kids. If you have, have um, sons and sisters or I don't know, you don't want, to, you don't want them to. And, and they don't deserve to live in that regime. Nobody deserves to live in that regime, and especially this wonderful, wonderful country that has been so good to any other countries in the world. Can you give us a little flavor of some of the things they would observe if they spent a week in Venezuela now? So suppose I flew down to Caracas and walked down the street and rented a hotel room there. What, what kind of things would I see? 
a couple of guys with guns <laughs> put you <laughs> to the wall and they're going to take your wallet, they want to take your passport, they're going to beat you. And then, well, you have to, uh, you know, to go walk into your hotel and then call your embassy to, to rescue you. <laughs> oh, and by the way, there is not an American embassy in Venezuela because Maduro kicked them out like three, four years ago. So you're, you're going to be protected by your embassy because uh, Venezuela's government, they, they don't like gringos in Venezuela. So that is risky. <laughs> So, so what would the local people be doing in the street while I was being stripped? Well, if you, they, they are like a, a comfort zone mm -hmm. where people have security and you can go to, to a shop and uh, to buy groceries in a very secure uh, way. But, the, I mean, that's maybe 10% of the population, people with money, and, uh, they, uh, and of course, you have to pay the government for protection. Mm. You have to pay the policy, the police, sorry, you have to pay the police for protection and the National Guard for protection. And it's not, not only your, your personal protection, but your business, your family, your cars, your house, you have to pay for that. And, but normally, uh, like 20 years ago, I can tell you that Venezuela is maybe one of the most beautiful countries in the world. We have the most beautiful beaches in the world, the most beautiful mountains. We have deserts. We have uh, jungle. We have the, the oldest mountains in the world. Oh. You know the movie Jurassic Park? And uh, uh, this movie, um, Arachnophobia. Yeah, you were. know that, that, uh, that guy, Steven Silver, he used mm -hmm. to love to, to go to Venezuela. Uh, and he, yeah, we have very amazing views. And uh, the Avatar, this uh -huh. Avatar was also inspired in the Venezuelan jungle. jungle. We have a very beautiful country, very rich. Uh, but you know, we have the worst people in charge of the world, the worst criminals of the world are in control of our country. And well, besides that, we have more than 50,000 Cubans working for the Venezuelan government now. I don't know, they are behind in the office. You know, there is this uh, puppet there called Maduro, but uh, behind Maduro, we have the 50,000 Cubans. We have the Cuban government in Venezuela. And you know, do you know that we have a Cuban ministers in Venezuela, right? And that is against our constitution. The minister has to be uh, born Venezuela, has to be born, born in Venezuela. And we have Cubans. <laughs> but the thing is that they are not working for Venezuela government. They are the government. Exactly. So because we are invaded by the Cubans. Wow. That's why I don't get how, do you know how sad we felt all Venezuelans when Barack Obama went to Cuba and is mm -hmm. all the sanctions to the Cubans because they were almost dead and they, and he rescued him, them. Yeah. And uh, that was really the, the saddest day for all Venezuelans because we were just uh, hoping that uh, that was the end of Cuba. But, you know, we felt like they were, your government were mocking on us because mm -hmm. after Barack Obama went there, they went to Kardashians. 
And that was like a big joke. And we were like, what? What is this? What is going on? You know, there was like a big joke. And you know, the, the object of the joke were, were, were us. Mm -hmm. We were the object of the joke. Yes, it's very sad. It's super, super sad. You know what is sad? To leave your country. That is super, super sad. Without wanting to leave your country. That's why this country is so wonderful, is so amazing. Manuel can say, can, can, probably you know that, Manuel, too, right? Because you, you, you are also an immigrant from Mexico. God, you were blessed that you had the opportunity to come to this country when you were a kid. As I told you, for me, you know what is hard to be an immigrant when you are 40, okay? Yes. That is super, super hard. And when you have an academic uh, career in your country, you know, and coming here to, to this wonderful country, bare hands, is hard. But, well, this is amazing to have this chance and to have this opportunity. That's why I really am I'm I'm already a, an American citizen, a very proud American citizen, and I don't want my new country to be under this regime. I really don't want to. And you can't imagine how sad and depressed and cry. I've been crying because, can you believe that? <laughs> I know what it's been. I remember when I listen, come to Miami, uh, visiting and listening to the Cubans telling me, oh, you know what is going to happen in, this, in, in, in your country? This and this and this and this is going to happen. And I was like, come on, that is not going to happen to Venezuela. Venezuela is the richest country in Latin America. You know, we, we have the, the, we are the third oil provider to the United States of America. Are you kidding me? We're going to go. Big go. We're going to go. We're not going to be like Cuba. You know, we are well-educated people. We, we, we are all called, we all have most of of the population, we went to college, we have good education, and blah, 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 and see how we are now. So <laughs> that's what I can tell you the story, you know? And again, uh, I, I want to tell you something. Uh, we are not safe. I mean, democracy is not safe, not safe anywhere. Uh, the socialists and the communists work harder than us. Mm -hmm. uh, no, because this, they, they have this thing inside of them like a rage against people that work. They believe that they deserve everything for free. And, uh, you know, it's very dangerous because as I told you, I have never seen anyone who can resist against. And... Uh, Maybe we have education, and but I'm talking about the people, you know, the um, uh, a little, uh, not middle class, but a little less than that, and mm -hmm. uh, people uh, finally, but you see Spain, we love Spain. Spain mm -hmm. is now under a very promising dictatorship sooner than later, and uh, Italy have, they have problems in Italy. Uh, they have problems in, uh, in, well, look at Mexico, Argentina, 
Brazil, we don't know what's going to happen. I mean, they are gaining uh, um, countries in the world. So we have to work harder. We have to tell the young people at the universities, at the college, we have to tell them the truth about socialism and communism. And uh, we have to, 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 to show them where Venezuela is. We are your closest neighbor, and now your enemy from the Middle East is leaving, is located just three hours in a commercial flight from here. If you enjoyed this chat, a video interview with Dorian Maria is also available from our friends at the anti-communist site Spider and the Fly. You can find a link in the show notes at storiesofcommunism.com. And this has been your Story of Communism for today.